Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know when you have an itch for a new car and you think, oh, I'd love one of those. I've never had that feeling, that sort of slight urge in the trousers for a new Lamborghini post Diablo. And you had to drink Stella, you weren't allowed to drink any other beers, Stella. you had to drink Wife Beater and you had to listen to ACDC. I've, I've, given, I've given the car a name, it's called Grace. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Collecting Addicts podcast live on a balmy sunny day from the Concorde d'Elegance at Hampton Court in London. It really does feel like a very special venue. I'm here with Edward Lovett, Chris Cooper, Manish Pandey and Neil Clifford. Uh, you might have heard our podcast before. If you have, there's a few in gags that you'll get. If you haven't, we apologise in advance. Try and catch up at the back. Subjects, here we go. We're going to start with... What car should you love, but you just don't get it? Uh, this is my segue into the Alpha 33 that was launched this week. So that might give you a clue as to my opinion of the styling of that vehicle. Let's start with Neil Clifford, because he loves not going first. Oh, I've gone more of a brand, not just a car, a brand. Okay. Any Lamborghini post Diablo. Bloody hell, that's a bit of a statement. That's a bit of a statement, but I thought deeply about this. And I so they gave you a Mercy 640 Manuel? No, no too pointy. <laughs> too pointy? Too pointy, too loud. I like loud cars, but... Have we got the real Neil Tiffany? I, I know, I just... I've never... You know when you have a... You have a they're dis- quite loud. They, do, they are, yeah. I've got a story of these trousers. Um, oh I've got a story of most things. You know when you have an itch for a new car and you think, oh, I'd love one of those, I've, you know, whether it be a Ferrari or Porsche or Alpha 33, not. I've never had that feeling, that sort of slight urge in the trousers for a new Lamborghini post-Diablo. It does nothing for me at all. I could see you having a Yoris as your company car. No. You know, I just... 
there's not one that I would maybe manual manual Mercilago. There you go, a six but forty with, in with, that olive green with, Manuel. With the little things that come out oh, of the back. Come, you so know, you're, maybe. you're getting a bit tenty now. But I think yeah. I think I, it, there's nothing about it that gets me excited really. I on the subject of the on the subject of the Urus, is there Don't point at me like is there that. a worse thing you can say about someone than you would suit an Urus? <laughs> Probably not, no. I, <laughs> you look like an Urus kind of person to but me. You remember, you remember I told you guys that I'm really terrified of cockroaches. That's my big thing, big cockroaches, since I was hit in the head as a kid in India by a flying cockroach. Is this going to be your uh, petrol station problem? No, you hadn't told us that, but you have now. No, but <laughs> a black Murcielago looks like a cockroach. Okay, it, it just Since looks on the head, like it a cockroach. Okay, not a good look. I'm imagining shot. you like that scene in the first Batman film of the of the most recent trilogy, <laughs> where 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 the you know the, the sort of uh, potato sack goes on and it all gets a bit weird. That's terrifying. But if we were doing new DC comics, I'd be Cockroach Man. You, you imagine that? Cockroach you man. can't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> but couldn't you imagine yourself in a Aventador? Um, no, I can't, actually. I think if it had a proper gearbox, maybe. I think an Aventador is a seriously beautiful car. And a part of the reason why I didn't understand the Countach, the latest Countach, is I think it look, doesn't look as good as yeah. an Aventador. Yeah. Um, and I did buy a Gallardo when I was a child. But I that remember was, that. But that was largely to try and make a statement. And all I did was remind myself I couldn't afford that was a Gallardo. Nice, I like that. that I'm, I mean, I admire the brand. I admire, I admire the cars. I just have no desire for one. Edward love it. Name me a car or, or a brand. I mean, he's gone wide there. What, what, car or brand? A, a car, go car. So you've, I've, you've got everything I've, written I've, down on your I've written sheet. two things down here. I've written SF90. Mm. Yeah. You should love it. It's a yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. It's just way too bloody expensive. Zero practicality. Ugly. So, and ugly. You think ugly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Slightly. Ugly. Uh, ugly, fine. And, and the other one I've put down here is any 2 plus 2 that isn't actually a 2 plus 2 because you're going to chop off your children's well, that's or friend's awful. legs in the back of them. Well, you say that. A 9-11. I think you can fit in the back of a 9-11. <coughs> well, yeah, sort of like that. We can't but criticise 9-11s on this show. I, I would do it for you. Yeah, fine. Thank you very much. So the, the reason why I wrote this down was the Alpha 33 was, was released this week. Everyone here is a, who's a nerd will have known about that, seen an email or an Instagram photograph of it. So it's a modern interpretation of that 33 Stradale, which I think we all agree is one of the most beautiful cars ever made. And they've, it looks like they've taken the Maserati MC12 tub, they've sort of melted a bit of bodywork over it uh, and applied a load more power, which is the logical thing to do, but it, it doesn't seem to really invoke the legacy of, of the car which is named after, and I and I just don't think it looks quite right. No. But it's got those carbon fibre bits by the eyes and by the way. But I wanted to love it. It's a, anything that's got Alfa Romeo stamped on it. I want to love. I, I disagree with you, by the way. You're very vocal about this, but I still think it looks very good. I would like one. <coughs> white white trousers. And, and so I I just think I, I I looked at it and I had this moment. Where I thought. I want to love that car, but I can't. I just don't... I don't it's see not authentic. There's nothing between the original one and this that makes you believe it. But if it looked, you know, jaw-droppingly gorgeous, you wouldn't care about the fact that they'd hijacked a bit of heritage. You'd just go, in isolation, it's a great-looking car, and you can't even say that about it. I think the 8C, by the way, is a beautiful-looking yeah. car. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. I go, I, I, okay. You can have the other 33, yeah. Okay, thank you. Should but be. The 8C is not two and a half million quid. Yeah. No. Well, Yet. 
Yes. M- Matthew Beard, who we mention every week, thinks they should be, but of course they're not. Uh, Mr. C, what's, what's, right. your, what's so, the car that fits uh, this category for you? So, um, we've talked before about the original Defender and the Land Rover series. Um, so, there are lots of us who should love the new Defender, but I just don't. I just don't get it. It's, it's an awful lot of car for not much in it. Um, all of them seem to be black wheels, black windows, black paint, black, black, blackety black. And it's just, it's not, it's just too much. It's not just collecting cars one, that's got white yeah. wheels. The 90, Steelies. the 90 looks nice, but you literally can't put anything in it. Well, that's not Apart true. from you. Put this in the back. The 90 does look socks. We've got socks in the back. Right. It does look nice. And, and, and yesterday, uh, I mean, some of you may know, I occasionally talk about my boys. Uh, one of my boys was racing at Donington yesterday. And the bloke that drove into him and wrote his car off was driving a black <laughs> Defender 110. <laughs> I rest my case. Should I was going to say, I was going to say a 991 or 992 Targa, because I know you really like it. Mm. I just, uh, it just looks, it looks like something Jerry Anderson would have invented. The Porsche Bugaboo. It is the Porsche for, Bugaboo. For Lady Penelope on a weekend to go whizzing out without Parker. That big, that, that glass thing in the back would just lift up and she'd be able to launch the rockets herself. That's why I don't like the 991. There's a lot of disagreement here today, isn't there? Yeah. I, love, I yeah. think the new Targas are great. So I, know, just I don't understand why you do. Because they, they work so well. It just looks fat You and had two and six series convertibles in period and you, without buying, with no sense of irony at all. No, you drive with no sense it. of irony. And you think I've got, I'm, I feel embarrassed about that. I re- I'm really not oh, embarrassed Edward's about that. Edward's notes have gone, he's bollocks. I'm really not embarrassed about that. <laughs> He's fucked now. It's going well. We're not allowed to do that here, right? Um, so, okay, I we'll take your point. You've gone, you've gone broad brush again. So you started off eviscerating the Defender. Now you've just moved to Stuttgart and hammered their brilliant combo convertible thing. Because so, I knew it would wind you up. Okay, Manish, what's the car that you would love, you'd love to love, but you've ended up hating? So Neil's going to hit me over the head. Yep. Ferrari FF. Never, never Ooh. got into that car. Ever, ever, ever. Don't get the whole bread van thing. You know, I just, just don't get it. Luca doesn't like you anymore. I know. No, it's no, although, but, uh, although, although, although he uh, says the back uh, isn't quite gonna, right. He's now going to say something that's going to ruin. Okay, go on, go on, Manish. Tell no, the no, story. no, no, no. I mean, they spend a long time designing it, and he really wanted to build a car that four people could really get into that had Ferrari performance. They looked into um, the future and they were thinking about four-wheel drive so all of these all of these things were planned out but even he admits in the final execution it's not right from the back and for me it's not right from the side nor from the back good two plus two that though look inside i mean it's a completely flawless car if you're driving it or if you're sitting in the back it's absolutely gorgeous but it ain't no four five six m gt (laughs) yeah oh my lord i mean that's just it's killed it hasn't it we Manual or automatic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Manuel, remember what Luca said. I think the FF is a brilliant-looking car. Yeah. In fact, I prefer it to the Lusso. Definitely. I think there's a bit more geometry to the design. Yeah. I like yeah. all the shapes. Yeah. The and rear lights on the Lusso are terrible. I think are, Luca yeah. was talking about the Lusso, to be honest. I yeah. think he misinterpreted <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add one more to this, just to wind up the large bloke to my right. <clears throat> I think the Ferrari 250 short wheelbase, I mean, an alley body 250 short wheelbase for me in Jello in the wrong place. would be the best car I could ever own. I, I just love that car. But the car that doesn't look right is the 275. 
just oh yes I just don't I always look at it I walk around it's it and go it's cross-eyed it just it, it is it's like a, not if it's been restored properly it's like that and I, it's like it's like a yeah. Morgan Aero 8 from Maranello yeah. a short nose maybe but a, you know a GTB4 I'm, I'm sorry short nose Beautiful is the best as Euro California one over here with red leather I think it's Did just, you this, miss this, that this one, is just a wind up now <laughs> I'm not biting on the 275 conversation whatsoever. <laughs> right. Uh, given that we're surrounded by beauty in all, all its forms here, we're now going to discuss the etiquette of the UK petrol station, or forecourt, as they're often known. Um, <laughs> because I was today, this, this week, I've just observed some really random behaviour at petrol forecourts, and normally it's things that we experience during the week that we bore you with when we record. Um, so first of all, I'm going to start this off as a question to all of you. You're at a busy petrol station. It's so busy, the cars are almost chewing up behind you onto the road. You know when they're spilling onto the road? You're becoming a public hazard, all of you. You've filled up. Ahead of you are six parking spaces, and you know where this is going, where you can park to go into the M&S or Waitrose, whatever it is. Do you leave your car at the pump to avoid potentially being accused of driving off without paying, or do you confidently move your car the 20 yards forwards to go into the parking space to allow someone else to get to the petrol pump? Chris Cooper. This could go on a while, by the way. <laughs> the latter. Straight answer, nothing more. Do you need anything else? Normally we get I'll about 20 minutes. I'll tell you what, you raise an interesting question, because these days, are there any cars left? There are some that where the petrol filler thing is on the left-hand side of the car. So all of those, because pumps are on both sides, hose on both sides. I quite often reverse in to the empty lane of the pit. Oh, you're that guy. I'm that guy. It drives people around the bend. It's just efficient use of space. It's just thinking about the problem. I'm here to help. <laughs> are, are you chaotic at a petrol station, Christopher? I've, yeah, I've been known to get it a bit wrong. Yeah. But, but I, I just cannot understand if you have an open opportunity to make someone's life easier behind you, why you don't. And yeah, it's the, ones, to, it's the that. ones that do, that they don't take the car forward, so you're behind them and you're tapping at the wheel. You know you're probably tapping a bit and you're ticking and you're like, you're, le you're letting them know quietly that you're not happy with the decision they've made to keep that pump occupied whilst they went into the shop and perused the confectionery and thought, oh, I quite, what Pringles am I going to go? Cream and chive? Am I going to go to... <laughs> Just get on with it and get back here yeah. so I can get yeah. in there. But then they come back and they'll have a chat to the passenger. They might go for a seatbelt. And at that point, you're thinking, is it acceptable to go to the back of my car, get out my six iron, and impale it in his head? Yes. But you've, got, you've reached that point over four minutes whilst they've pulled... I don't understand Quite it. Quite quickly. Yeah. This is what the France have got the Netica ailed, uh, nailed. Sorry, They... Yeah. They, you they always, do you it. always move into the, the, the space outside the service station. That's the only place you I just, do you it. You wouldn't weirdly. want to be attacked. I, I can't it. explain why, but in France, you fill up yeah. and you go and park. And also I think it's France the nature of the fact there's good coffee inside a French place. Better. But in yep. UK, yep. there isn't good coffee. So you're angry anyway. That you're oh, not, I, I, I don't even France, want to go sure? in there. All right, coffee in France, those machines are what lovely. About, so what, if you're forced to get a, a Costa from the mobile Costa machines that we are pushing into do the country. Never. Never. Do you not drink it? No. no. Have, he doesn't have right. cup holders and he does not drink he coffee. He doesn't have cup holders. He doesn't have cup holders. Drink. No, I no. wouldn't do the Costa thing. No, you wouldn't. No. Not even a cheeky Cortado. No. The Cortado is actually drinkable. No, it's terrible no. coffee. It's terrible. What, what if you need it? Well, just go and get well, Just wait. Coffee. Red Bull. Wait. Yes. Okay, so here's a scenario for you, Neil Clifford. You go to a service station and the queue for a right-hand filler car is so long that you could be there for an hour. Hmm. However... 
there's a left-hand side opportunity that's just made itself available. Oh, I do it. But you're in a car that you've just bought. It's brand new. And, to, and it's not got one of those pull-out ones. It's got one of those ones that's hinged at the top. So you're going to have to drag that filthy, thick rubber thing over the roof of your new Vibrating. coach work. And, it's, and, well. and you, you know you're going to cause some damage. I do it. Do you? Yeah, I do it. Always. I go for the quickest option, no matter which side the person You've had a tough Does week. everyone know, actually? I think, Chris, we talked about this before, sorry. There's a tiny little arrow on the fuel gauge telling you, which side. Telling you yeah. Yeah. what side the petrol cap is. I didn't know that. It took me about until 40 years to figure it out. It's for yeah. rental cars. It was put there for rental cars yeah, because, yeah. obviously, you get a rental car. You, you never start, know which what? side it is, but you can see it on the dash. Once you start dispensing motor spirit, I think we'll find is the correct term, then the, the, the big green hosey thing starts to vibrate, and that's going to make little sort of... No, I do it. little itchy in your... If you can save a couple of minutes, you do it. Do, do you lock or you in, reverse in like a normal person would like. Do you no, lock in they're if you the need weirdos. To do I wouldn't do, do that. Do you lock in Can the I... old thing? Well, you can't, you can't oh, do it in this oh. country. They're all disabled in this country. Uh, the one thing, if I could invent a gadget and make millions, Roddy, it would be a little spring-loaded thing. You could put, as you squeeze the trigger, you could insert it in the gap between the trigger and the edge of the, of the, the holster guard thing. And it would hold the thing there, and you could sit there with a big smug grin on your face. He didn't, hear what, he didn't hear what you said, it. did he? So you know, you know, in, in in Europe, continent of Europe, all the handles are the the locks are enabled, so you can lock the pump on. But in the UK, yeah. by law, they're disabled. Yeah. In this country, you're not allowed to have them. So the solution is, every keyring I have for a car has something wide enough that I can wedge it into there, and I can. Oh, just you do do that every do time, of course. Yeah. So, I do. What, so you can yeah. make a phone call and have a fag. Well, I just think I look casual. <laughs> A Porsche 928 GTS petrol cap fits in that hole. It does, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> that car is so well designed. There's a, yeah. there's a test for psychopaths in garages as well. So, you know, you've got someone in front of you. You do pull up at a pump. So there's a pump to your right, and there's a guy in front of you. The guy in front of you, the moment you turn your ignition off, the guy in front of you drives off, so there's a gap now yes. in front of you. Yep. Normal people start their car again and just move forward 20 feet. Psychopaths. I would don't. move forward. Yeah. yeah, you move forward. Most normal people would move forward, but not in Belsize Park. In 10 years' yeah, time, we're going to be having this conversation about the etiquette of charging our cars. I think that's charging, yes. I don't think we can even Actually, comment on that. Do you know what? That. that is a massive problem, because I've, I've seen fisticuffs at... Gordano services, which is Neil's favourite services. I saw fisticuffs when someone in the holiday rush last summer put their Model X Tesla onto charge, and everyone can see that it was charged, but they stayed in there and had a KFC and didn't move their car out. And they came out, and this very angry man was pushing this other chap around, saying, why did you do that? Can you pre-book one before you arrive? Can you book a slot? No. You've just got to hope for that. That's the last thing on earth I need, need to know whether you can do that. No. Well, you don't I'm never. You, you almost well, needed to know once. But what's going to happen in 10 years' time? Oh, that's too oh, much for God. today. We can't deal yes. with that. Come on. No, but wait, wait, wait. You also said quirks. Okay. Khan would have put the ULEs out to about Bristol and uh, Glasgow by then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's, by the way, that's Richard Porter and, and Johnny Smith just revving a car behind to completely yeah. shaft our <laughs> yeah. No, you, you said quirks as well. Does anyone remember? I think the nicest modern quirk in a garage were shell stations in 2007 when you could buy the little Ferraris. 
Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah. 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 They were so, and you got, they had actual proper rubber wheels and the rubber tyres would come off and they had that little motor. You could push them down, do that, let them go. And what about the 80s? Oh. Well, the, late, the mid to late 80s, I reckon half of the crockery and glassware in this country came from Esso, didn't it? Because you'd every time you every time you bought some fuel, they'd be throwing glassware at you. Like, I've already got twenty-four I've of, got the of the small white wine glass. I can, I can have I want something for orange juice now. Uh, there one, was so much of it. One final it, so you're in Italy, pull off the autostrada, and there is two pumps there. One with a man stood at it with slightly more expensive fuel, or one before with cheaper fuel. Which go one with the man. You go with a man. Yeah. It's just a lovely thing, it isn't is. it, that yeah. a man you fills your car up? In Jersey, can't you? And you tip yeah. him, yeah. and you give him five euros. Yeah. It's just wonderful. You could do that here, they'd probably nick your car. Actually, Shell tried that, didn't they, a few years ago? They tried they reintroducing did. attendance, mm. and everyone looked at them sort of, I'm a bit suspicious, you're trying to be helpful, I don't understand. Mm. And it just died a death, didn't it? Um, here we go, moving on. Now, this is a thorny issue, this one. It's important. Best rear seat of a car you've sat in. That was a very Bristolian way of explaining it because I had to get sat as a word, which isn't even a word. Um, so, um, Edward Lovett, what's the best rear you've sat in? <laughs> I haven't always been this age. Yeah. So I'm going to say a Porsche 911. <sighs> well, he's, again, he's twisted the question why, why to give us a I, bogus I, I, answer. I don't find myself often in the back of cars, and I don't think you need me to say a S-Class or a... a Prius or whatever Uber I've been in recently, but you getting can into be the so back of a, camp. Getting, you know that. <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> um, but getting in the back of a 911 as a child, that felt pretty bloody cool. And I could, uh, as I grew, it got more uncomfortable. But I still didn't care. I was in the back with my father going somewhere. I loved it. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. No, Clifford, you're going to have the same answer or not? No. I didn't have a 9-11 in my life when I was little. Uh, what was my answer to this? My answer to this was, I know a man very close to me who, unfortunately, if you had nine and three together, you get 12. And those 12 things are not very helpful when you need to drive because it's just not very comfortable for the Mr. Policeman that you've got 12 of these things. So you had to sit in the back for a while and sitting in the back for a while, the only car was the long wheelbase Range Rover, the L405, because that is a lovely place to sit because you feel like you're in business class. It's a lovely, massive legroom. I do have nice, well, decent legs, so legroom is important We've to me. We've seen a lot more of your legs than the nice ladies and gentlemen here have. Yes, that's true, that's true. So I would say if you have the unfortunate position to get 12 points and you have to sit in the back the range over long wheelbase is the place to be so my friend told me <laughs> yeah. real, real solutions speaking for real on life. behalf of a mate yes <laughs> manage what's the best car you've sat in the back of or the car that made you feel the most comfortable i can tell you the car that made me feel most happy when um i was at school a friend of mine max his father as a just as a sunday run around found a Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow 2. And I think, I can't remember what Uncle Francis paid for it, probably 10,000 pounds, something like that. Not a crazy amount of money. And he would um, occasionally pick us up from school, but better, occasionally pick us up from a disco. Oh. <laughs> in that car. 
And it was great. You come out of a disco with your, you know, we're kids of the 80s, lots of gel in your hair. It's a very, very bad jacket rolled up to here. Going Isn't the one the you're wearing now? <laughs> oh, come oh. on. Someone had to say it. Yeah. But it was great. You came out, you were very sweaty, maybe a little bit drunk. And you got into the back of a Rolls Royce yeah, and got dropped home. Of a shad. Mm. That was good. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a shadow story. It's close by here. I hadn't thought about that until you said it. Because it's it, the question is uh, is open to interpretation. Like all these questions are, is it the most comfortable or is it the one that makes you feel the best? The one that's made me feel the best was a shadow as well. So a guy that uh, Chris knew better than me was part of the Nern family that owned Caterham Cars. And Graham, so Graham was the father. Was Simon was the one we knew, wasn't it? Simon was a Simon. Simon, was, was, Simon, Simon was a really good lad. And the Nern family had a few debentures at Twickenham. And if you were, you know, if you'd said nice things about an R500, or you, you know, hadn't said horrible things, they sometimes invite you to the Sounds rugby. Like you knew him better than I did. Yeah. So then they had a, they had this um, minicab driver that had run them around London for years, who was called Sultan. Right, and when they were pissed one night, they bought a shadow for about six grand and they gave it they gave it to Sultan and said, Right, we just want you to take us to the rugby and occasionally pick us when we're drunk in London. For the rest of the year the shad's yours. And they gave him this shadow and I, we went to the rugby and it one day got picked up on the Lower Richmond Road. And there were only two rules about the shadow. You had to listen to A C D C in it. <laughs> And you had to drink Stella. You weren't allowed to drink any other beers. Stella. You had to drink Wife Beater and you had to listen to ACDC. And they would park it. You know the fancy car park where, you, where everyone opens up the their... Cardinal their, Vaughan. The fancy one, which the Lovets used to go to. I was, if I went there, they thought I was parking the bloody the car. Picnic, yeah. The picnic place. So yeah. we turned up in the shad with ACDC and the, and the Stella going. And we were, yeah, we were asked to leave quite quickly. But that's, yeah, that was... Yeah, a, no that, surprise. It wasn't that comfortable. But wow, I remember sitting in the back of it. When I read this question, I read it as the rear seat you've had the best experience in. I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I, no. I am a bit dyslexic, but, I, but I've, I've gone a bit off piece there, haven't I? You have. You don't, thought, you've put I, a girl's name down. No, I haven't. No? What's that? No, it's not. Facility. No, that does say Grace. It does say Grace. It says yeah, Brazil. But, that, but that's, oh, that, oh, that's, that's later. Ah, right, okay, later. Okay, give us your and answer did, now. And I did think, oh, the nice gentleman on the panel with me want to hear another story about me and facility. <laughs> For those of you no. who listened to this before, no. but I thought, no, you don't mean that. No. Um, so, actually, I think, I talked about this with Cameron, who's here, um, and we both came to the conclusion that it's the back seat of my mini Magic because I can sit in it. Can you? I can sit in it, yeah. I can sit, in fact, I can sit in the back with the seat in the front in the same position for me. Mr. Cooper's quite long as well. Stand up. I'm quite I'm five foot one. How tall are you? Look, so that's to sit in the back of a mini. That's a fair effort, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, so I think, because it's such a small thing, I mean, it doesn't have a crash structure. I mean, you're it. So I kind of think mini, you know, an original mini. Mine's a 1962 mini 850 that's been turned into one of these sort of beautiful Cooper-esque looking things with a mental engine, 115 horsepower in it. But it's got a back seat. It looks like a normal back seat. So I think if we're staying away from facility, then it would be the back seat on my Mini Magic. I just think it's wonderful it's there and it's usable. Okay. If we're not staying away from facility, what would your favourite back seat? Uh, we are now. Okay. I, I've answered um, with an anecdote, but I, I spent a bit of time sitting in the back of seats of cars for, for work reasons. 
And what I find amazing is that there are, there are lots of different sports cars I would enjoy driving. There are lots of different open-top cars, small cars. Every vertical, I can find different versions of vehicles that I think do the job really well, but nothing beats an S-Class. Just think they're brilliant cars. Whichever generation, if you get in the back of an S-Class and it's got an electric seat thing that allows you to do that, you just sit and think, this is, this is the best car in the world. Are you sponsored by Mercedes-Benz? No, actually, they're not speaking to me at the it's moment. The I don't know why. Second week, you bought in, up the I'm S-Class. I'm not an influencer, like. Well, the place of 34 to have a Porsche 911. He's like a start record. I think the Mercedes 600, there's one over there. Oh, yeah, that's... It's yeah. almost worth becoming a dictator so you can buy one. Yeah. Just go and put, get yourself a country, shoot a few people, and then you can just drive I did own one. Did I bought JK's car. Did you? Did you? I had the black car with the tan, the ex-Coco Chanel car that wasn't. Yeah. And... Um, that's a, that's a great back seat to sit in with your dog. Yeah. I think you can judge people by the number of Mercedes 600s they own. By the number I they own. I only have owned one. Well, I don't <laughs> own it anymore. That's, that's where I was getting to, because I think one is fine. One is enough. A, some of you know from the pod that I, one of the things I do, I sit on the board of Motorsport UK, the governing body of Motorsport UK. So we do quite a lot with the FIA, and the, the relatively new president of the FIA uh, Mohammed bin Sulian is uh, an Emirati. Uh, he has 200 cars in his collection, 23 of which are Mercedes 600s. 23 Mercedes 600s. That's quite impressive. What, that, what's the collective noun for that? Because that, for me, that would be a lot. Given the amount of problems, it'd be a buggery of, it, of 600s a, or, or a uh, just some calamitous word. Because they are the most complicated cars to look after, yeah. aren't they? The, the hydraulics. There's, there's one old bloke near Stuttgart that can fix them, and he's quite a rich man now. Yeah, that's why I ended up selling it, because as soon as you get in and the red light is on the dash, which tells you that the pressure's not on, yeah. and you've got and to leave bad. it running and rev the hell out of it for about 10 minutes for the red light, it's like, hmm. It's got hydraulic windows. But wait, Mohammed doesn't on. have 23 old 600. The Mercedes Grocers. Yeah. Read it in, I've, I've asked, I've, I read it in Motorsport magazine, and then I was with, with somebody, his de- one of his deputy presidents, and I said, that can't possibly be right. He said, no, it really is. He's got that. So Good I for him. That the collective now must be a sultan of <laughs> or, or An emir. An emir. Chris, we've fired of 600. We've actually missed one. What? Which was the car we sat in the back of in Abu Dhabi? The Arnt, was it an Arnt? Well, it wasn't an Arnage. Uh, oh, it was a Mulsanne, a Mulsanne EWB limo. Oh, yeah, that's quite nice. That was outrageous. Can we also tell the story? We, you, no, we told it on the podcast already. Didn't we? I got locked in the back of it. Yeah, he did yeah. get locked in the back of it. And, he, and it was really hot, and, we, and it had bulletproof glass, so we couldn't hear him inside <laughs> it. And he was trying to kick his way, like smashing the windows. And we were having lunch about three yards away. Didn't know he was dying because he couldn't get out of it. Did, did they tell you that you were just accidentally locked in it? No. It was like it was like Chris uh, had the key in his pocket. Yeah, it was like live and let die. Got in it, and the locks went clunk. <laughs> Done. <laughs> right here we go. Let's look at our topics again. We're next to here we go. Things that car makers have deleted from their cars over time that you miss. I suspect we're all going to say the same thing. It's a bit of a test. This. I bet we're not. Oh, okay. Mm. We better start with you then. Yeah. Can I, you, was, I was going to say. Well, it, it, it's an eclectic audience here. I was going to see how we could segment it. So I, the first thing I was going to say was trafficator. Oh, what? Trafficator. Do you know what a trafficator is? No. I can Traffic- see about one, one nod. man in the <laughs> Porsche gilet has just nodded. He's well, the, uh, he yeah. knows what it is as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, over there as well. So, um, but that's not what I miss the can most. Can you explain what it is, please? Because no one else it's knows. A, it's, a, it's an indicator 
before indicators were little flashing orange or yellow bulbs, there was a mechanically propelled uh, semaphore thing with a little, sometimes a little flashing light in it. So if you were going to turn right, Morris Miners, Morris Thousands had them in the original version with the split screen thing. From the B pillar, a little thing would sort of go like that at the side. What, cover drive? I'm so glad we have the opportunity to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> I have them, I have them <laughs> on my I thought that was a really bad cover drive. It's called it? a trafficator. Okay. But that's not what I think um, car makers have deleted that I think is most irritating. It's grace. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Car makers have stopped fitting grace to their cars. Now, I, I know this is an easy wicket here with everybody here and all the cars that are here. But we talked a bit last week, we talked about ugliest wheels on cars. And I had a little bit of a go at Audi. And having done a lot of driving in the last week or so, Audi has lost grace. You and I have both had, lots of people here will have had RS6s. Those are fortunate. The RS6 used to look, it had a bit of grace. It, was, it carried its purpose with a bit of grace and it wasn't over the top. I saw an RS6 this morning thinking, there is no way on God's earth I would get in that. It's just, grace has gone. I mean, the black Defender 110 owner that drove into my son yesterday, he didn't have any grace. So I think there's something, there's something wrong. There's something wrong that grace is still available. Yeah, I, I, no I, wonder he drove I think off. many people here would agree with you, and it, a lot of it comes down to styling. Now, the aesthetics of life, <clears throat> sartorial matters, as Manish often points out to me, I don't understand at all. I wake up and I put clothes on back. I won't hear that. Look at, look at you. I know. Now. I've got red dap on as well. Look at them. Do you like this red dap? Lovely. And, um, but there's something about styling. Everyone's had to move to a styling language that's quite aggressive to, to differentiate themselves, and they often need to reboot brands, and they do it with quite butch styling it's it's quite the language of cars is strong at the moment and for your example the rs6 i mean it's it's too much for my eyes even me yeah but compare it to a ronin s8 that lovely Soap s8 the aluminium car to me is very graceful yeah massively so uh, do anyone else agree do you do you agree with mr cooper's comment i completely agree with mr cooper's comment Managed. With those ugly BMWs, we're yeah. always texting each other. Horrible things. Yeah. Massive grills. Massive. Able to contrary, and he'll say something completely different. Well, I still think Gray should have been in the one before, but best, About best in the <laughs> rear seat. Best, my best experience in the rear seat. Yeah, no. Grace. You wish. Um, okay, so that's that's a good one. I, I'll offer mine. I, I normally wait till last, and I hope I've not stolen your thunder. But there was a particular part. Well, there are two aspects of BMW that I loved as a kid. First was the was the the torch in the glove box was just home, and the toolkit 
in, in underneath the bootlid. I just used to love the fact that BMWs, you'd unscrew it, and when you went to buy a used BMW, it was, for me, it was the indicator of how the car had lived. Most traders would look at the fag lighter or the condition of the upholstery. I'd always go to the, the toolkit, and if there's anything missing, it was like, nah, what else, oh, what yeah. else of a life is she Suspicious. Where else is she There's made? a spanner <laughs> missing. But if you had a gleaming toolkit where everything was in one, and the little cloth was still in the right position over the top of the tools, and they were a bit oily in finish, you'd go, that's the car I'm buying. I mean, it could have three wheels and be, you know, 120,000 miles, but I'd be like, oh, the toolkit's good. Yeah. I just thought it was a great thing, and now they've gone. Why? If you were BMW, it would cost buttons to do those toolkits. Leave them in there. It's true. Neil Clifford, what do you miss? This is going to be long. That was a nice segue. Was it? <laughs> hmm. I miss buttons. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. Go buttons. On. Go on, tell us. Well, it's the, it's the biggest travesty of modern car design, <laughs> be it on the inside as opposed to the outside. So ugly cars with no buttons. I mean, what's it all about, basically? <laughs> it's about Jerry McGovern. That's what it's about. So I think buttons are massively underrated in importance, both in terms of practicality, use, but also in design. A button, a lovely-looking button, is, a, is an amazing thing, right? And it's so much easier to use than the haptic thing. The haptic thing is a disease of design, isn't it? Yes. Awful, bloody Would things. Would you put... Um, Analog dials in that as well, because that's the other big. I don't disease. mind the digital dial thing because I quite like messing around with the different layouts. You know, one minute you can have the big speedo, and then you can have the whole map. Is that your dog? That is my dog. That is. It's a just beware, everyone. Dog. English. He's beware. agreeing with me. He's, he's, yeah, he's a he victim is. of poor styling. Bless yeah. him. There is actually a phobia of buttons. Is there? Is there? Which I looked it Not up this racing morning. Racing drivers, but actual buttons actual buttons and i think most people would know that there is a phobia of buttons i can't remember i, didn't know I can't that. i didn't know that i can't pronounce it because it's a word about this long i'm dyslexic I'm and I, Google, I, looked Google, it, Google. I looked at it about a hundred times this morning and i knew i wouldn't be able to remember it but there is a phobia maybe all car designers have this have that phobia phobia yeah. of buttons well i'm assuming why it's happened is oh my god it's right. getting rid of bits pronounce that Coom Pownophobia, Coom Pownophobia, K O U M P O U N O P H O B I A. It's a real thing. I've met two or three people in my world of design that cannot even look at a button. That's a wow. problem in your world, isn't it? That's... Well, it is in handbags, yeah. That's like Sometimes Chris Cooper being we... allergic to long answers to questions. <laughs> Short answers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I think, but I think part of that, it must be because. That decontenting of how do we get rid of parts, how do we get the cost down, all of those buttons, they only got one purpose. I, I kind of see the, was it Steve Jobs when he launched the iPhone, said, you know, when he looked at stuff like the Blackberry and said, they've got single-use buttons that only do one thing. I guess it in an iPhone or an iPad, because you're sort of usually sedentary or just doing something. But in the car, That's right. a, the guy that, you know, those of us who are on TikTok, I mean, some of my... We are no, not on TikTok. TikTok. You are now. the only person. I'm the only one. Okay, that's good. I'm, um, you know, you shouldn't you be there. You know, being on TikTok at your age is like hanging says, around playgrounds. You this answer comes to you and from Neil Beijing. Says, the Chinese know everything about me, but I mean, how much was there to know? Um, They're confused as there's well. There's a guy on TikTok called Cycling Mikey. Has anyone seen Cycling Mikey on TikTok? We'll take a break now. So he's filming people on their phones. Next week, he'll have to be phoning people filming people and dobbing them in, who are trying to sort of find something on their Tesla. Oh, I've seen him. What a dreadful individual yeah. that man is. It's just... So, yeah, I think it... Yeah, but I'm totally Allegedly. with you, Neil. He is I'm on totally TikTok. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not. I totally agree with your budget no, no. thing. Here's a question for you. Buttons. I found myself in, in, a, in this situation platform. about a year ago. I was trying to get buy a Golf GTI, right? Which I still think is one of the best all-round yep. cars ever. And the reason I got a 7 rather than a 7.5 was I wanted clock faces. Yeah. Even though the digital dashes are okay, I think I think we'll look back in car design and celebrate these the beautiful dials. Go and look at the, go and look at the dashboard of that 250LM down there, that rev counter. I mean, that's better looking than any wristwatch I've ever seen. That's yeah. stunning. Yeah. Uh, Manish, what do you miss in cars that, that should be there? Pop-up headlights. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the winner. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I, you fall in love with cars once for the first time, and for me it was definitely the kind of mid-70s, mid to late 70s, and there were so many wedges, Boras, Countaches, Uracos. MR2. Um, MR2, Berlinetta Boxer, MR2. Uh, no, but th th there is something completely beautiful about something that looks like it, um, it cuts the air in half, and I think all of those cars look almost as beautiful from that era with their, with their headlights up, and that's a kind of paradox. We were talking about, um, you love Porsche 928, don't you? Like that kind of torch. Like I just think Countach's with the lights up, or Berlinetta Boxers with the lights up, just having the two, two lights next to each other. I agree with you. Gorgeous. My thing about the 928 is that the light, the light is sexual from behind as well when it's up. It's got that lovely conical, smoothed-out shape. You just go, oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> yep. Come on. Is that too much? <laughs> no. Sorry. No. Can I talk about AMR2 just for a minute? No, we don't, we've heard enough about your MR2. It's crap. <laughs> there's a beautiful on. one here. In that little row up behind there, there's a red 1990 facelift Mark 1 MR2. Is it oversteering on its own patch? Uh, Can someone lift it off the throttle? And I have, oh, it's lovely. I just... <laughs> Go and have a look at it. It's just wonderful. Uh, Pop-up headlights is, is, is... God, you're quite right. And it's amazing. It's just legislation that killed them. They were not allowed for crashing. And also, if you were going to get... If you're a pedestrian and you're going to get wiped out, I want to get wiped out by a BB with its lights up. Yeah. If I'm going to go, I don't want it to be an electric cab. I want to be taken away at the shins yeah. by a man <laughs> with his headlights up. But there is a downside to pop-up headlights. I can remember a couple of years ago when I had a f my 512TR, which I... I had to sell, but God, I wish I hadn't, with just a gorgeous car. When you've got something on your car that you know is good theatre for those around you, you can't resist deploying it, can you? Or that, that tension of thinking, when am I going to deploy it? Like my loud engine, my exhaust. Pop up headlights are like that as well. So yeah. I'm in Clifton in Bristol, which is obviously, you know, you know, it's the best part of the best city in the world. <laughs> the sun's out, and, it's, and I've, got my, I've got my Testarossa there, which has done 80 something thousand miles and is the worst one in the country, probably. But I feel great, and I think to myself, there's some people walking down the road. It's, it's, the sun's coming down. I'm going to do the headlights. So I go to put the headlights on, and I turn them on, and only one comes up. <laughs> that's, yep. that's the problem with pop-up headlights, <laughs> when only one works, and you end up with like a pissed-up pirate of a Ferrari. But when you, you turn them back off and turn them back on, often the second one comes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The other one. Um, Edward, have we, have we asked you or not? Can you do a handbrake turn with a button? No. No. Well, you, you could, the early ones you could, but they very quickly worked out we were doing it. Fine, then you need a handbrake. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. There was a there was a McGann that if you were doing ninety and you pulled that up, the handbrake would go on yeah. properly. And we did it at Rockingham in an autocar test, and I yeah I nearly killed myself. My but first it worked, car was a worked. Nissan Sunny one point four LX, and I was working at BMW Bristol in the time, and uh, the exit road at BMW Bristol. If anyone's been there, it's a uh, uphill with a left hander as you leave. 
and I perfected the handbrake turn, leaving the car dealership with all of the family employees following me out, which uh, no wonder I didn't last there. (laughs) And I was living with my parents at the time, and I also perfected the handbrake turn entering uh, (laughs) my parents' house as well, just avoiding the wall. It's a lovely skill, the handbrake turn. So you're saying that the, the manual handbrake? I, I, I do like a manual handbrake. I think handbrake. that's yeah. true. That's a oh, good He's absolutely one. bang on. Mm. I just can't stand these, these, these electric ones. And the reason why the last M2 was a great car is it had a proper handbrake in it. Also, again, the 928 comes up and everything. The 928, the right-hand, dry, the right-hand side handbrake oh, down there. One. By the two... Oh, Same as a Mark 1 Jag. I know, why have we not got, we need a In the uh, 911K video, which you did last week, which is on YouTube now, if you want to go and watch it, that's it's got a um, fly-off, not a fly-off, what's the... It's got a hydraulic hydraulic. Did you use it? Uh, yes, Richard used it more than me, him being a rallyist. Yes. But the, uh, hydraulic handbrakes should not be allowed on the road. No. Because they're, they're just a crowd pleaser. They're, they're a toy that you can't resist playing yeah. with. <laughs> so if you had a car with a hydra- hydraulic handbrake, you would just be doing... Eat, you know, handbrake turns everywhere. Aerial Nomad. Would, yeah, terrible. Has it got one? Yeah. 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 It was behave, an option. It was an option. Did you poorly? <sighs> I, wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't good enough to use it, really. <laughs> and I sold it after 600 miles. That thing. You got very annoyed because I ordered one in the same spec. You, you bloody you, did. What were you doing? Yeah, but, well, you sold yours. I did. Yeah. Flyover handbrake, <laughs> in particular, are they gone, aren't they? I think they are. They're in many a racing car. If you get the chance to race someone's car and they're kind enough to let you use it, that's how you make a tit of yourself normally. You think you've taken the handbrake you off. And then you I don't know how to use those things. Put it on harder. I genuinely yeah. just don't. Just hold the button in. That's all it is. It's, it's no, a wrong way, it's a wrong it's way around handbrake is what it is. It, yeah. it clicks differently. Right. Has everyone had the chance to answer the, the bit about a car that you missed the most? I think so. You have. Good. Yeah. Right. We're going to move on now to our two-car garage. Okay. Uh, this is acknowledging where we are today. It's not meant to be controversial or threatening. Yet. You are a regular guest at the Blue Ribbon car events. A recognisable, if not famous, face. You come from some money, but not real money. Accordingly, you have a few nice motor cars, but nothing more valuable than your 365 GTC4. What people don't know about you is that you're an exceptionally gifted car thief. And you're at Hampton on real business. You aim to leave the event with two cars without paying for either. One has to be an an efficient blend of value and saleability to get some cash. The other is for you alone to enjoy on your Bond-esque secret Polynesian island. No one will ever know you have it. Um, Let's start with Manish. Those two cars have to come from this event, obviously. So, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a very, very beautiful gold Lamborghini Murra. SV sitting about 200 yards over there. I think it's the most beautiful car ever built. Um, I could just stare at that car all day, or I could actually drive it around a Polynesian island all night. I don't know if you've seen 50 yards from that, there's a kind of creamy orange Lamborghini Mura P400, and they are my cars, because I think I could sell one and be just as happy with the other. I think I could drive both and be happy with both. There's no way I'd sell them. I want to steal both of those cars. You'd never know I'd done it. I'll be on the, uh, whatever, KLM to Kuala Lumpur in four <laughs> hours after doing that. They are the most, it's the most beautiful car ever built. Even Montezemolo agrees. Yes, he does. Does he right. now? Yeah, he, he does. does. He does. Um, Neil Clifford. He's a bit of a shit box, but he's a very good looking <laughs> car. <laughs> 
I've just taken the view of uh, choosing my two best cars here, and if it fits in with your thing, that's So once that's again, fine. we have the problem where you're answering a different question. You're answering, like Cooper, you're answering yes. a question that's not been asked. I yeah. love this, yeah. is the, this is what comes with power. You're too powerful, both of you. No, well, I just wanted to... In my head, I can choose two cars here. I can never sell them. I can never pass them to my kids. It doesn't matter about money. These are the two cars that I'm going to own forever, and then, I don't know, burn them when I die or whatever. Of course, now... I hear that I'm taking one to an island. That's sort of fine also. Yeah. So I'm choosing the Bentley Type R, the two-tone green car just over there. Gorgeous, gorgeous thing. Not the Alan Clark car. I wish that was here because I would choose that one. Is it a Type R or an R-Type? Type, type R. Is it? I think. Is it a continent, R-Type Continental? I think they're R-Type. Yeah. yeah. R-Type yeah. Continental. Okay, well, I'm dyslexic. I put the R at the wrong end. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, yeah, go on, make so, me feel bad so, now. Yeah, now. Okay. yeah, I feel yeah, terrible. You're picking mate. on my dyslexia. Um, no, I would, I would choose the R-type Bentley. Yeah. And then, crikey, it's really difficult. I've got to have a convertible, obviously, because we... <laughs> did you have a convertible? No, you didn't. No, no. You've got Broke to have a convertible. Rules. And there are two here, and I'm not going to say which one is the one I'm not choosing. The Alpha 8C 1931 Le Mans winner which is oh. parked in front of the house. Has that got a centre throttle? I've no bloody think, idea, I probably. It, I think it does. Yes, and you're yes, going to steal that. Yes, and you've yes, probably never driven a car with a centre throttle. So I'm you're probably lift. not going to get out of the car. If it's park. an Alpha 8C, I'm going to learn to drive it. It'd be fine. And I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And you can own that forever. And you can live on your island and drive it. Beautiful, wonderful. What is it with you? So I, just to let you know, before, I only had five minutes to walk around. I found the car I wanted to drive on the island. Yeah, exactly. It's a red Alpha 8C. It's exactly the There's same. There's two answer. of them here. Why you can we, have I, the other one. I always answer the same way. There's as you. two it's here. Really you weird. can have the other one. That's great. Fine. So two great cars there. Chris Cooper. So uh, I kind of like to think this island is almost a Thunderbirds-esque. Oh yes. Polynesian yep. island. Um, because you just have a never-ending runway on TikTok. Have you seen that bloke who's got all the sets for the Thunderbirds shows? It's I have seen that. No. He's got all the sets. You know, the Thunderbird 2, the palm trees that go down, and that ramp that comes up, and when Thunderbird 2 starts to lumber up very, very slowly up the ramp, and then defying all the laws of gravity and physics, sort of hangs there, slightly dips a bit at two miles an hour, and then goes off. It's brutal. So that's the island I would like, where the laws of gravity and physics... Do you follow Jerry Anderson TV on Instagram? I love Jerry Anderson TV. Mm. Mm. So the car I'd like to have on that island, it's a fantasy car. It's the Golf 917. Yeah. Because, particularly for me, because I've driven that car. Not very far. About 10 metres. About 20 years ago, um, uh, the chap, Johnson Turner, who some of you may know, fantastic patron of the sport and, uh, and our passion, uh, he owned the Gulf Petroleum brand in the UK. And he very kindly sponsored my catering racing car when I was um, racing those kind of things. And we had a photo shoot with that car. And the people looking after said, would you like to drive it? So I sort of got in it, and I was just far too big because it was just, you know, it's the Steve McQueen car. So, but I've all, it's always at every show, and it's just a lovely thing, and it kind of reminds me of my youth. And so it's a fancy car on Thunderbirds Island to have that. Yeah. The other one that I'd be driving from here straight away, very close, Neil, to yours. So there's a couple of them. It's um, uh, on one stand over there. There's a 1957 
Bentley Series 1 drophead coupe. Yep. It is really, really lovely. Grace. Grace, yes. Grace, yes. She's uh, in the back I, seat. I, I've, I've, given, I've given the car a name. It's called Grace. Oh, dear. Oh so, dear. yeah. Oh dear. So, that's oh dear. what I'd have. So, Golf 917 and a Bentley, that's what I would steal. Nice. Nice two-car garage, that. It's they nice. would love it. Right. I got five. <laughs> um... Now, my work surely is the, for the first two for most people would be. Ob- I, I thought it would be quite easy, but it's actually there's so many beautiful cars. It's not very easy. But to have the 250 GTO and the short wheelbase Cal Spider, I think you, they, they, no centre throttle. You can flog them pretty easily on collecting cars. Seven days, list for free, sell for free, <laughs> hassle free. Um, Do you respray them and, <laughs> yes, and rub sir. out the but, serial but numbers? That, but of course, that isn't my We'll choice. be handing out sick buckets yes. in a minute. For that, actually, time. seriously, you've done that, very, very well that, that isn't, to uh, get this far. Thank you very much. Uh, that isn't my choice. My choice is CSX 2001, the first Cobra, which sat just over here. You love Cobras, cobra. don't you? Come on, go look cobras. at that car. He, he loves the Cobras. Yeah. cobras yeah. And the owner of that Is there a European country in which legend. you've not nearly crashed a Cobra? Uh, I haven't crashed a Cobra. I said nearly crashed. I haven't. I don't think I've nearly crashed. You one. should I'm own a Cobra. Yeah. I told you, yeah. yeah. Um, He's nearly crashed a lot. And obviously, that's my convertible. And then, they're probably both going to come to the island with me. I probably won't bother selling any of them. And the other one is the 365 GTP4 competition, Group 4, Daytona. That's nice. The, the, the Charles, well the Charles one. Potsy one, yeah. just yeah. over there. Oh, you know, yeah. stunning. Hopefully yeah. that fires up before uh, you all leave today. Just go listen to it. Stunning. Um, and obviously I said I had five, so I, I brought a mate <laughs> with me, and I hot-wired one of the other cars, and he's driving back, which is the gold six-litre VT oh. Lamborghini. Mm. That might Honestly, be. that... We've got to persuade you of that. That's the best Lamborghini I've ever driven. The six-litre VT, the crossover Audi car, is a fantastic... It's a Diablo, car. right? It's a Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, well, I said no, anything post-Diablo. That's, that's, that's in. Have we got a blue one? Oh, is that in? After. I'm on Diablo. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> We've got a blue one yeah. coming to the platform very Wait. soon. Bit is it that blue one that, was it that, blue yeah, one that yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. to... Oh, God. Okay. Right, so my two cars, because Neil's completely done me again by choosing the same car for the fourth week running, is... Uh, I've got to sell for some cash, so the, the white 250 GTO, I'll be having a go on that. Very I'll, practical. I'll easily flippable, no one will know yeah, that no. I've nicked it. No. So we'll stick oh, that on. Just, you just change the colour. I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't sell it on collecting cars, I'd, I'd flip it on a lesser platform that would deal with something like that. Less transparent. Um, and for me, the reason I, ch- I took a photograph of the 8C that's further down the road, it's two years later, I think it's a, it's a 1933 model, 8C, it's a 2300 Monza, right? Now, and I, for the same reason Neil chose it, because on this Polynesian island, I, I could just have a Mark II Escort, really. What you'd normally do is have a Mark II Escort, BDA, 300 horsepower, and everlasting supply of rear tyres and behave like an absolute burke for the rest of your life. But I can do that already, and I want to learn how to drive one of these old crocs with a crash gearbox, because I'm rubbish in them. Every time I've driven them, I'm just not very good. So the part of it would be learning, learning to drive that car for me, and I, just, I do think they're gorgeous. So we can teach you how to drive a car again. Can we get an 8C on the 11th? I mean, that's, that's an the 8C. podcast, isn't it? We yeah. need an 8C. An 8C. Let's see if we can borrow one for the 11th. Absolutely you mean fantastic. a new 8C? Um, no, no, no. Or no, that no, one no, that no, we'll, we'll just take that one. Might as well nick it today. Right. Enough, yeah, mush, yeah. enough mushing in the ranks. I think we've reached the end there. Thank you very much for sitting with us. We're not going to do music today uh, because uh, I didn't write it on the requirements for this week and no one's prepared it. And everyone thinks our, our music is fantastically middle-aged and middle-class, which it is quite deliberately. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the Collecting Addicts podcast. What do you want to say, Edward? 
couple of things. Um, Coffee Run Bista, 16th of um, September, and I think we're going to do a live podcast there yep. at 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, there is some merchandise here. Uh, we don't have any way of taking your cash, so we're going to be taking IOUs off you if anyone wants them, so lots of trust there. Um, and Chris, we're going to be launching something next week. Oh, we are. Now, we are branching out into the brilliantly murky world of classifieds. So there will be a classified element to collecting cards going forwards. I think all of us here, and I hope most people in this tent, uh, love perusing classifieds, grazing classifieds uh, in bed before you go to sleep, last thing before you do, looking on the well-known brands that we've all enjoyed. We want a bit of that action. Uh, we think there's so much joy in it. And we also want to present classifieds as being something fun. So please watch this space, uh, and if you want to list your car, uh, contact one of the team make classifieds great again that's going to be the buzzword make classifieds great again oh god thank you very much for joining us for this live recording of the collecting addicts podcast i uh, hope to meet you all soon thank you Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.